Today is Thursday. It's the 30th of January 2020. <coughs> Today is the ninth day of the Metta Meditation Retreat, so you have been practicing Metta for nine days. And for many Metta meditators, Metta has become quite good, quite strong. And having practiced now for a number of days, now the practice is not so tiring anymore, it's not so difficult anymore. So the deeper the concentration becomes, the the happier we feel, the deeper the concentration becomes, um, the practice is not so tiring anymore. At the beginning of the practice, for the first few days, uh, one or two days, uh, because the samadhi based on the metta practice and the sati mindfulness uh, of the metta practice has not yet been strong, not yet been developed, so that's why it felt that the practice was more tiring, not so easy in these first few days. So in whatever work we engage, at the beginning uh, it's always uh, more tiring. However, knowing that uh, there will be good benefits from this work, from this practice, that uh, we will experience happiness. So that's why uh, we are patient with the practice and we put effort into the practice or the work. That's like uh, when we study, when we try to acquire um, some knowledge. To acquire knowledge, we need to put effort into studying, so it's tiring, it's challenging. So Sayadaw, he was quite lazy when he was studying. 
So knowing that um, to acquire some knowledge was important um, to have to, to make one's life, to make one's livelihood, to have enough food, place to stay, and yeah, to be, become independent. So knowing that it would be beneficial uh, to study and to acquire knowledge. So although he was lazy, but he still uh, put effort into it. As I had said, he was quite lazy in, in studying. And as he has already uh, told you, uh, his teacher, because he was lazy, um, was beating him so that he would study. And as Sayedo has said, during one year, there was not one day when he was not hit by his teacher. Uh, yeah. So, um, being lazy and being hit by his teacher, so one day then he was crying. So, on that day or that night, um, he could not sleep. Uh, he was so sad. And he was crying, and that was about uh, at midnight. So that, so he was, Saito was crying, um, and the teacher has heard it, so he came into the room and asked, who is crying? And Saito said, I'm crying. I'm crying. And he said, because uh, I was hit by you, by the teacher. And after that, the teacher never hit him again. So it was good to have cried. <laughs> so he was not hit anymore. So then Sayada was reflecting, he should have cried earlier. <laughs> Like in this case of studying, acquiring uh, knowledge, 
it can be boring or one is um, not interested, interested in one suffers. And, but one should be tolerant with it, uh, knowing that it will bear benefits. And so because Sayadaw was patient, tolerant, enduring that time, that's why what he has become now, what he is now. And likewise, when we engage in the metta meditation practice, at the beginning it might be difficult or boring, but we should be patient with it, we should be tolerant and continue. So being patient and tolerant um, with the difficulties at the beginning, then as we continue the practice gradually, the concentration and the mindfulness based on the metta practice becomes stronger, and then we will feel happy and peaceful in the mind, and also the body will start to feel at ease. So then, um, after the metta retreat, when you go back home, when you go back to your country, so if you can live with metta, then uh, you will experience that your heart and mind can be at ease, in peace and happy. So when you make a point of living with metta, of doing your work uh, with metta, the way you live with metta, then you will also notice that uh, you are successful in whatever you're doing, successful in your work. So Saito was reflecting that, you know, based on his practice of metta, living uh, with metta, he has been quite successful in what he has been doing in establishing uh, his meditation center and establishing uh, several branches. Yeah, you are. I mean, you get that, yeah, right? 
in doing what he's doing. Uh, it was not that he didn't encounter difficulties or obstacles, but addressing these difficulties or obstacles with meta, handling it uh, on meta-based actions, um, he could overcome these obstacles or hindrances, so he has been successful. And so, if you meditators will do whatever you are doing based on metta, then you will be successful, for sure. That's why Sayadaw encourages you to diligently and wholeheartedly engage in the cultivation of metta. So today, Sayadaw will talk about the characteristics of virtuous people. He will give this Dhamma talk to you, metta meditators, who are engaging in the practice diligently and wholeheartedly. So, you know, whatever, however many people there are in a place, in a country, in the world, there are many different kinds of people, um, many different kinds of religions, different countries, and so on. But basically, uh, one can distinguish two groups of people. And these two groups of people, in Pali they are Sapurisa, and the second one is Asapurisa. The first group, Sapurisa, this means virtuous people. And the second group of people, Asapurisa, these are non-virtuous people or wicked people. So, for example, in this country, we can find Sapurisa people, virtuous people, and Asaripa Asariposa people, non-virtuous people, and also in your country where you live, you will find these two groups of people, virtuous people and non-virtuous people. 
So the first group, the Sapurisa group, virtuous people in the scriptures, it's, it's explained that virtuous people uh, are endowed with five characteristics. So these five characteristics, what are they? The first characteristic is one knows one, one's gratitude towards another person. The second characteristic is that at an appropriate time, one repays one's gratitude to another person. The third characteristic is to have good friends. The fourth characteristic is to associate with these good friends, to be, be with them, to meet with them, and also to, to learn from them. And the fifth characteristic is whenever one sees another person being who is suffering in any way, uh, one helps uh, as much as possible or uh, under, the, under suitable circumstances. So if, if a person is endowed with these five characteristics, then such a person is a sapurisa person, virtuous person. If a person is not endowed with these five characteristics, then this person is a sapurisa person, a non-virtuous person or wicked person. So now Sayadaw will elaborate on these characteristics. So let's say um, a certain person or a certain person receives food from another person or receives clothing from another person, receives a dwelling, place to stay from another person, or receives education from another person, or receives uh, health care, like 
caring for one when one is sick. Or else um, another person uh, tells you, teaches you how to practice meditation or uh, teaches you to practice metta meditation or another person just gives you or tells you, imparts something with you. So then that person reflects, this other person has given me food or has given me clothing, has given me a place to stay, has imparted knowledge to me and so on. So that person always remembers what he or she has received from another person. So the person never forgets. the gratitude towards the other person. And so then the second characteristic, that's when we do not only remember what we have received from another person, We only not see him or her as a benefactor, but in an appropriate time with appropriate or suitable means, when we are able to do so, we repay this gratitude to the other person. Some people they they acknowledge that another person has been their benefactor, but either they forget to repay their gratitude or they simply don't do it. So, and some people um, they do not even not repay their gratitude, but they cause trouble to their benefactor. So some people, um, they do not recognize the gratitude that they have towards their mother and they do not repay their gratitude, but instead they they cause trouble to their mother. Mm -hmm. 
and um, there are people who do not repay the gratitude to their benefactor, but instead um, speak badly of the benefactor or abuse their benefactor, hurt their benefactor, or even uh, kill their benefactor. So, under these cir circumstances, such a person is not a sapurisa person, a virtuous person, but such a person is a asaripusa person. So, a non-virtuous person. Then the third characteristics characteristic is to have good friends, meaning uh, yeah, to, to have good friends, also uh, such as karyana mitas, meaning spiritual friends. And the fourth characteristic is that one associates with these good friends, which who are also uh, virtuous persons. And regarding the fifth characteristic, so when one uh, meets, encounters a person or a being who is suffering in any way, then as much as one can, one helps this person, this being. One tries to relieve their suffering. For example, if one encounters people who do not have enough to eat or are starving, if one encounters people who do not have appropriate clothing, if one encounters people who do not have a place to stay, place to dwell, so then as much as one is able, one gives food to these people, one gives clothing to these people, or one gives a place to stay, a dwelling to these people. Or else, if a person is sick, has a fever, then uh, one gives some medication so that the person can recover. So in this way, one tries to relieve the suffering. Mm -hmm. 
or else if one encounters another person who is hitting, hurting another person or who wants to kill another person, so one tries to prevent the other person from hitting or killing another person. So such kinds of persons, these are sapurisa persons, virtuous persons. However, there are also persons when they see persons who are suffering or refugees, then they do not only help to relieve the suffering, but they even add to their suffering. And such kinds of persons, these are a-sapurisa persons, non-virtuous persons. Sometimes it happens that another person has enough food, clothing, or a place to dwell, but then another person comes and um, causes trouble or suffering to that uh, other person. And so to, so to that person causes trouble and suffering. So then this kind of person is also a asapurisa person, a non-virtuous person. Some people, they cause mental suffering to others, some people cause physical suffering to others. Some people try to kill others. So such people, such persons are not virtuous. They are non-virtuous persons. So in regard to uh, virtuous uh, persons, Sayadaw will tell a story. So one time, a long time ago, near the town of Varanasi, there was a village it was a carpenter's village. Uh, 
So in that village lived 500 carpenters. And so these carpenters, they would go out into the forest, um, cut trees, and then bring these trees uh, into their village or small town. So one day when the carpet carpenters were out in the forest cutting trees, um, there appeared an elephant. And the carpenter, carpenters noticed that this elephant, although having four legs, this elephant was only walking on three legs. And they noticed that this elephant could not um, use his fourth leg. He could not uh, stand on this leg. So the elephant, when it was wandering through the forest, he stepped on uh, something very sharp, which uh, entered its foot, and so he could no longer stand on it. And so, because of this sharp object in his foot, like a thorn, um, his foot was swelling up, and also the wound um, was filled with pus. So pus came out of the wound. So this elephant, when it noticed this group of carpenters in the forest, he thought, these men, they might be able to help me. They might be able to take out the thorn from my foot. And that's why the elephant approached this man. So when the elephant was near this group of men, um, it kind of knelt down and um, asked, please, can you help me? Um, I have stepped on something sharp and my leg is hurting. I have a wound. Please, uh, can you help me? So 
it was obvious that this elephant was suffering. So the, no, the carpenters, the man, went up to the elephant, had a look at its leg, and they saw how much it was swollen, how pus came out of the wound, and they saw that this uh, thorn-like thing was stuck in its foot. So the man then said, we will help you, please be patient and tolerant. We are going to cut it open a bit so that we can take out the thorn. The elephant said, yes, that's all right. And so he stretched out its leg. So with that, the man took a knife and cut around the thorn so that they could pull out the thorn. So then they cleaned the wound from the pus and then they put some ointment on the wound. And so with that then uh, the elephant recovered and the wound healed. So helping this elephant who was suffering, so these men who helped this elephant, these are virtuous persons. So if a person or if a being asks for help to relieve their suffering, as much as one can, one should help to relieve the suffering. And especially for uh, people like you cultivating loving kindness, when you're asked to, to help somebody's, asked to help to relieve somebody's suffering, then as much as you can, as much as it is possible, then you should help. So the elephant recovered fully, so the wound uh, healed completely, and he reflected that um, he was still alive. If the wound had not been treated, he might have died of it. 
so he realized that these carpenters were his benefactors. So the elephant um, realized that these carpenters uh, were his benefactors, and then he reflected on how he could repay his gratitude to these benefactors. And so he realized that he could help them by pulling the logs, the, the trees that they had felled, to their village or small town. So then he went to these carpenters and said, you know, you cut the trees, but then there is no need that you carry these trees, these logs, or that you pull these logs to your village. I will pull the logs to, to your village for you. Carpenters were very happy that the elephant offered his service because that meant that they did not have to carry, to pull the logs back to the village. It, so uh, they were relieved from this hard work and in this way their, their business became even better. Also the carpenters uh, reflected that with the help of the elephant they benefited greatly so they also recognized the elephant as their benefactor and out of gratitude uh, to the elephant each day when the carpenters were having a meal each of them would give um, one handful of rice, one handful of food or curry to the elephant. And in this way, the elephant received 500 handfuls of rice and food every day from the carpenters. So the elephant um, had enough food, thanks to the carpenters, and so the elephant was also very happy, very pleased. So in this way, um, it went on, and gradually the elephant became old, older. Uh, 
So the elephant, elephant reflected, now I have be become old and I'm not so strong anymore as I have been, so I can no longer repay the gratitude to these carpenters. And uh, he reflected what he could do and the elephant had a son and so he called his son and told his elephant son the whole story of how it came that he was doing this service to these carpenters. So the father elephant explained to his son elephant that incident where he had this thorn in its foot and how the carpenters uh, took out the thorn, healed his wound, and that out of gratitude he was helping the carpenters doing this work of pulling the logs into the village. And so he said to his son, now I'm getting old, I can no longer do this work, but now you should uh, continue to do this work. So you should do this work instead of me. So the sun elephant um, then uh, realized or thought to himself, well, these carpenters have not only been the benefactor of my father, but in a way they are also my benefactors. And with this, the sun then took over the work that its father had been doing. And so it was the sun elephant the, who was pulling the trees, the logs, from the forest to the village. And the elephant was also making sure that the carpenters did not encounter any other dangers in the forest. And so in this way, they could live happily and peacefully, free from dangers. So these are the characteristics of virtuous people. So people who are endowed with these 
characteristics and who live up to these characteristics. So they can be called Sapurisa people, virtuous people. So you, uh, meditators, you can check for yourself. Am I endowed with these characteristics? Am I endowed with one of these characteristics? Am I endowed with two of them? Or am I endowed with all the five characteristics? So with how many uh, characteristics are you endowed with? The answer is, um, I'm endowed with five characteristics, Sayadaw. As you're practicing metta meditation, cultivating metta for a benefactor, for example, may my benefactor be well, happy and peaceful, or cultivating metta for all living beings, may all beings be well, happy and peaceful, or cultivating metta for one's parents, may my parents be well, happy and peaceful. In this way, you're actually repaying the gratitude towards these people, these beings. Or if you uh, wish, may they be free from danger and obstacles. So um, with this, you manifest these uh, characteristics. So, um, being together with virtuous people, associating with virtuous people, being a virtuous person. So, um, on, on account of that, one is happy, at ease, peaceful. So if you want to live your life happily, uh, easefully, uh, with joy, then um, uh, be endowed with these uh, characteristics. Uh, so Sayadaw now, um, you know, teaching how to practice metta meditation. Um, are there still meditators 
who are lazy or meditators who are Um, yeah, are the still meditators who are lazy or who are not happy? In the interviews with Sayadaw, um, meditators have reported how through this practice they feel happy, um, that there is joy, lightness. And so, yeah, virtuous people, um, they experience this happiness. So, when one engages in metta practice, when one is uh, living with metta, then there is no more intention or desire to harm or hurt others, and there is only the wish to help and support others. So you can understand that now you are staying in a place where there are good, virtuous people engaging in this practice. So uh, in this way, you understand you are a virtuous person. And so you should make up your mind that uh, you will continue to engage in uh, this virtuous practice, that you will continue uh, to stay together with virtuous people. by uh, associating with virtuous people, engaging in this virtuous practice. May you be able to always associate with virtuous people throughout samsara, and may you finally become fully liberated. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.